0: This podcast is supported by our friends at Victorian Opera. Follow Victorian Opera on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram or visit victorianopera.com.au. You can find their podcast, The Art of Opera, on the iTunes Store. Hi, I'm Barry, the editor and publisher of Dumbo Feather, and you're listening to Music with My Mum, a Dumbo Feather podcast miniseries. The idea for this podcast was simple for me to make the time to sit with mum and go through her incredible music collection and tap into her encyclopedic knowledge of music dating from forever ago to today like all of you out there probably listening to this podcast in between the shower and doing your makeup or after you've dropped the kids off at school and you're riding to work or driving to work mum and i are super busy and this kind of time together it's a real luxury The logistics were mind-blowing. Our first session took two months of back and forth before we could lock in a date. And then, of course, when the day arrived, my daughter Willow was sick and had to stay home from school. So she came along for the ride. And I tried to stay calm about the whole thing. We're doing something called a podcast.
1: What's a podcast?
0: It's like radio, only slightly cooler. And I'm going to Nana's to listen to nana's music and talk to nana about music and it's so fun yeah it's going to be fun but it's going to be more fun if you don't interrupt us <laughs> high quality it's parenting so
1: fun. It's so fun.
0: <laughs> my
1: favorite song <coughs>
0: Billy, can you turn that softer, please? Sure. What Willow. Your song? Okay, just turn it softer.
1: Okay. We're going to move. It's a very shorty song. Turn
0: it up. Bill. Yeah. Shush.
1: Shush.
0: My mum has this amazing love. She's just always had an incredible sort of rich spirit. Very My artistic. Mama. Interested in gardening and music oh. and books and I just felt like, wow, there's a wealth of knowledge and history in mum. And my father died when I was really young. So I was like, I'm crazy. I should be capturing all this stuff. It's funny, even though I've experienced what I've experienced losing dad so young, I still haven't sat down and gotten mum's story. And I felt like that definitely mum's music was the first thing I wanted to document and talk to her about because it has influenced me so much you know mum has come into my house and I'm playing some obscure Portuguese music and she's like yeah I played Toots Tillman your whole childhood and I didn't know but I knew that sound and so I feel like mum's taste in music is really varied and really quite sophisticated and feel like I need to learn stuff as well and because she's my mom, and the people in our lives that we love are kind of part of the background they're part of the furniture you don't ever shine a light on how special they are or or take the time to just sit and listen and even finding the time for this podcast has been a brutal logistics experience <laughs> and you know my daughter is sick going to mum's quietly to sit and listen to music, that's an insane luxury. Something that I've really been looking forward to. That's probably why you're hearing so much of my frustration about Willow making so much noise. I guess because you just, especially, you know, as a parent, you kind of crave, you deeply crave being immersed and present with your thoughts and the world and taking things in because I I guess it always feels like you're juggling. Not taking things in, but juggling. There you go. (laughs)
1: I'm watching a movie. I have to.
0: All right, let's do this. So after ripping the pocket off my jacket, screaming at Willow to be quiet, picking up mum a carton of milk from the 7-Eleven, and generally feeling like I'm failing at work and motherhood, we arrive at mum's. It took a while to get started, had to turn the kettle on, there were cups of tea, deep breaths getting Willow settled in the other room so she wouldn't bother us as if that was going to happen. And basically just finding our focus. So what have you brought? What are we looking
1: at? Okay, so what we're looking at today here is female voices. I don't even know where to start maybe I shouldn't even start with female voices maybe I should start with one of the most sublime pieces of music of all time yes Mahler's Das Lieder von der Erde, symphony number five in C sharp minor and I think if you start from that point then there is a fair understanding of um how I relate to music and the world around me and one's spiritual life because I think it's all encompassed in this piece. Would you be happy if I play oh it? Oh my God yes okay let's play it
0: that's beautiful it's really cinematic why do you want to start with that one
1: One. because it's probably one of my most favorite pieces of music ever and I think it sort of provides you or you know provides us with a a background for what what moves me very much Marla's music so I thought it was a really good start and an entree to people like Kathleen Ferrier, Kirsten Flagstad, uh, Victoria de Los Angeles, Elizabeth Schwarzkopf, the most uh, wonderful female voices of the 20th century, which is when I collected uh, most of my music. And the music and the voices which move me the most. So Mahler is amongst, you know, it's sort of like a like a framework. Yes, yeah. I'm not a musician and I'm not schooled at all. I can't read music, and I can't play. I engage with the music from an emotional point, and it's all about mood. And sometimes it's very private. I don't share this taste of mine with anybody. Uh, It's very, very, very personal. And I think, uh, you know, in my family, you've related to it so specifically. But this is the first time I've actually ever shared why I have this collection and what it means to me. A lot of the music is very, very, very moving, especially the female voices. And when I collected these, I had a mentor. I had two mentors. So I don't know who introduced me, but there was a record shop in town, it was called, in the city, where where my children were tucked away in school. I used to venture as a full-time mum in my few hours of spare time and... Somebody introduced me to Peter, and Peter was a European gentleman who was in charge of Thomas's record shop at the Southern Cross. A beautiful, airy, very, very light, huge record shop. And I think Peter took it upon himself to educate me. (laughs) And I was completely happy to be guided by the depth of his knowledge and his passion and his desire to share it with me I was like a sponge a lot of these marvellous voices were recommendations from Peter wow and so I began my journey with Victoria de los Angeles with Kathleen Ferrier whom I never would have heard about in any other way then with Dame Joan whose voice I still play over and over and over again. Um, I've got what Peter sort of encouraged me to learn about. So my collection of opera is with the best recordings, the best conducting, and when I say best, the most masterful, the most uh, refined, the most scholarly and the most sublime. Sounds like it was with Peter...
0: An amazing thing to do to be a young mom. Did you have me? You didn't have me yet.
1: I did. I did because you were born when I was twenty-eight. So I began this journey just after that. And um, I was your third. So you what did you third? Oh God, I'm going to go to the Not till much later, darling. You're
0: getting bored. Do you want Nana to put the,
1: the king an eye on? Yeah, I'll tell you what I've got. Do you want to go into my bed? I've made it specially for you. I thought you might want to go into my bed. and I could put the king an eye on you. can could be comfortable like a princess. Would you like to do that? Or would you just like to have a rest? What would you like to do, sweetheart? I'll do it for you.
0: Oh, you're lucky Nana spoils you. I love you. Oh. That's why. Nana's bed, movie, movie room? <coughs> Maybe what
1: movie room Do you want to just... Road. If you would sit here quietly for a minute... No way. You can listen to what we're doing. She won't. She's a nudnik. Mm. Oh,
0: Nana doesn't like it when I say that. Are you going to... What do you want to do? Remember like, when we were little
1: crabs at the beach? <laughs> Go on, Mum. We won't be able to concentrate if she's here. All right, so tell me which room would you like? The Na- family Nana's room bed. or Nana, Nana's bed? No. Bub- bub- uh. Oh Come, sweetheart. And you can have a rest. I'll cover you up with a magic blanket. Willow, you need to use words and
0: you need to stand <laughs> up,
1: okay? You calla. No, she's not, she's fine. So
0: I work and you didn't work when you were in your thirties we kind of have lived such different lives. The idea of spending years going into Thomas's record shop and listening to music is like, I think
1: maybe you had it right and I should be doing that. So in my thirties I wasn't, you know, at home all the time. Yeah. I started to study when you went to kindergarten. So you were three, I was thirty one and I was back at uni. I don't think there's solution ever really, uh, in terms of necessarily what one wants to do with one's life, unless you know that you want to be an aeronautic space engineer. I think in previous generations to my own, there was a path that people took, and they were they inhabited that path, and that path owned them all their lives. But I suppose I was very lucky and that I had choices and that I could allow myself the great privilege of um, going through life finding out what I wanted rather than choosing a very very subscribed path but did you haven't you didn't have any friends who were like you or no I just I had it in me it was it's a thing it's a spirit it's it's desire it's passion it's um I was on my own I had no girlfriends or male friends who were sort of mentoring me along my husband was busy yeah I was gonna ask
0: what did dad like I know dad was working all the time
1: yeah but you you and dad were close Yeah, in my 30s when it was like really ramping up and (laughs) I was at university and all my friends were um, between 18 and 23. So you were the mature age student. (laughs) There were a few of us. I met my girlfriend Rosalie who had four children but she had her four ankle biters in kilts around her legs when she was entering the exam space which I couldn't quite believe. But, you know, the two of us led each other on. And, um, you know, she took me to my first classical concert and we heard, we didn't see the opera, we heard a recital of Salome. It was breathtaking, this, you know, this new life that we ventured um, into. God,
0: sounds so amazing. Just making my head swim.
1: Look, you know, every life has its challenges. It's what you make of it. And it's just never a perfect storm. It's never exactly the way you want it to be. For me, it was very lonely because there were my children and there was my inner life, which was, in, you know, constantly being sort of deeply engaged through music and art and study and reading but I had nobody to talk to about it. What about dad? He was extremely occupied in those days, building businesses uh, in many ways for you know, the country we live in and for our family and for the future. But in my 30s, my early 30s, when you were already like a bit settled in kinder and school and I started to go to concerts, dad decided that he would join me. Why do you think he decided that? Well, I think, you know, when you're in a partnership, you get to a point where you realise it could go many ways, but if you do things together as partners, you bind yourself in deeper ways, you know, as you enter your future. It's so busy when the kids are little, you know. We were lucky we had our children young. So by the time I was 31, pretty much that busyness was behind us and it was time for different things. And I think I had started to do it on my own. And, you know, if I didn't see dad all day and I didn't see him at night, I don't think either of us thought it was, you know, a great way to sort of maintain the fibre and the and this sort of sensitivity of your relationship. So Dad joining me at the opera and then we got tickets for you kids at the opera when you were little. But
0: I also remember, and I don't remember much about Dad, but I remember he had a very refined sensibility. Like that's what I remember. And he was into it. He loved it. He was an intellectual and inquiring mind. Like I felt like, and this is maybe just me remembering stuff that isn't true but I felt like your journey was so nourishing for him because he didn't have the time and yet through joining you on the journey so much richness came to his life and then I always remember you know I mean dad died when I was 14 so in my teenage years early teenage years I remember whiskey music books in the front room
1: opera
0: opera opera But I just remember, Dad. I don't remember. I remember feeling like you were both engaged and interested and taking us kids with you. And that's pretty amazing.
1: Well, you know, what a privilege, once again, if you can do it together. I mean, I wasn't really interested in a journey completely on my own. I had my internal journey. You were a gypsy, you had Wanderlust. I did. And you took us all with you. I did. And he came. He was happy. You're not like that anymore? No. Not at all. Did you stop feeling like that after Dad died? Yeah, I lost my wanderlust. I talk about it all the time. It's completely gone. I'm not interested. I need need security. I need my frameworks. I need really good boundaries. I don't want to move too far away from my children or from things that are, you know, reasonably safe and secure. I'd lost my wanderlust. I lost it. That's all right. When I had it, it was amazing. We, we had big adventures. Um, took Dad to Nepal. We went climbing. And every day during the drizzle when we were eating potatoes with our fingers on the mountain. (laughs) Dad would sit with the group and say, why are we here? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think for me, you know, it was a spiritual search. It was, you know, it was out there. It was India, it was the colours, it was the bazaars and the marketplaces and the flowers. I mean, I was completely absorbed.
0: What was Dad like?
1: That's such a big question. How can you say what a person's like, like that? He was a good, true and kind man, completely driven, very ambitious very correct very moral and um, he just started really to find himself when unfortunately he died so he never had a chance to really you know find out who he really really was. was very very young maybe we should play something i don't know um kaltum well she's an egyptian famous egyptian singer I think the recordings here are from 26 to 35. Wow. But she's part of the you know exploration of spiritual music and ethnic music and Shasha Guppy and Persian love songs. Like that's all pretty romantic and zhuzhi. Yeah, but I mean, I think we all have different periods in our life. I haven't thought of my life in terms of periods. <laughs> Do you remember? Where Where did we live? We lived in an Arab house. Didn't we?
0: Were you in your 30s? Early 40s.
1: Did I used to play this on the radio all the time? Do you remember me playing this on the radio all the time? Things like this, when we were living in Israel. the
0: most famous Egyptian
1: singer of the 20th century. Did mind you, blowing. Did you read Crappy Mags? Because I feel like your whole
0: 30s was like this intensely sophisticated, immersive, amazing, rich thing. I'm doing emails while I'm listening. Is that bad? Yeah. What did you do without mobile
1: phones? You weren't distracted. Well, it, I don't know if you've noticed. I didn't pick mine out this morning. This is a very special moment for me. So I, I just want to be present. I'm feeling sad we don't have 15 hours to sit here in a cave and listen. Well, like, we can do this. I'm, I'm, like, really enjoying myself. I'm just looking at the Sarah Vaughn's. I mean, we haven't even touched the surface. There were two singers I remember from sort of my deep childhood whose voices affected me the most. There was Billy Eckstein and then there was Sarah Vaughan, as you can see. I think I've collected probably everything she's ever recorded. Um, I don't even have favourite songs. It was just her voice. As a child, it just moved me. But that's also my childhood because you've also
0: got here Ella Fitzgerald and Blossom Deary and oh my my God, Astrid I love, Gilberto.
1: I brought out all my favourites. <gasps> Nancy
0: Wilson. I haven't seen Nancy Wilson since I was a kid. Wow. Okay, this is Sarah
1: Vaughan now. So it's going to be familiar. Which song? Um, the first or the second, we could just, just, you know, swap around. We don't have time, Mum. We have to... Like we can we spill to... over to the next one. there There isn't a kind of like hard and fast shape to this. Divine Sarah Vaughan. This is the way she sings that. I'm all for you. Sweetheart.
0: That's insane. This is amazing. This is definitely my childhood.
1: Your Which 30, one's this one? Your third. <laughs> Blossom Need Deary. You. We love Blossom oh, Deary. I, do I, honey, did I
0: do? Look how cool she looks.
1: Great Fabulous. hair, great glasses, great I'm shirt. Very authentic.
0: I can't believe we have to rush
1: this. So, Bez, it looks like we're running out of time, but we're actually not because we're ramping up the speed. Now, listen to this. feel like that was perfect to finish on today and that leads into you know the Gregorian ch- chants and the great Russian art songs I mean there's there's different kind of collections I mean you know the journeys aren't static it was just like inquiry going on and that's not even the jazz and that's not even the classical and it's not even the pianists Everything has a different place in your life, depending on your mood and, you know, what you're interested in at the time. So we've got a lot of the journey still to continue. I'm completely happy with this all on the floor right now. And with that, I think we'll have to close today.
0: That was amazing. And um, I... am. Um, feel full and I feel sad because I know you know how full and rich mum's inner life was and you know it was all around all the time like it's amazing to go through with her it's incredibly moving and it makes it's making me think of my dad a lot because this is him too and my life and my life is so full and I'm 36 so I'm in the middle you know I have had my kids later than mum had us and just you know it all feels like slightly terrifying to get close to my 40s because Dad died when he was 45 and Mum was 42 and I feel like, oh my God, what would I do? And, you know, I'm always sort of thinking what would I do if Dan died? I feel like, you know, the music would stop and it's so sad, that's so painful to think of, you know, that that was how it was for Mum. I felt bad about being angry with Willow earlier and realised how time really does fly. And these moments in life are precious, so precious. I also sensed the importance of this time for mum. She'd gone into the kitchen and was making us something to eat, so I followed her in there.
1: After your father died in my early forties, I couldn't play this music for a very long time. I just closed the book but it's been a long time and I can do it now and um, some parts of it are so personal that other people can't possibly value what you value in something. So it's like a bit scary revealing it. Such a personal, private, tender part of yourself. But I have.
0: Until next time. Bye. Love you.
1: If it's we kiss. We
0: love you kiss we'll it, for tonight I drove Willow to the doctor that afternoon, full of stories, beautiful music, sadness, joy, and a new appreciation of just how bloody awesome my mum is. I also realised that there was no way I could predict how these recordings would play out, and that was totally okay. We put our hearts together. This podcast was produced for Dumbo Feather by the marvellous. And talented team of Kate Montague, Beck Fari and Michael Bryden. If there's a cloud above If it should rain we'll let it. This podcast was supported by Victorian Opera, a company that's all about finding new ways to make opera come alive. They create new Australian operas and write operas for the community. They're staging opera with 3D digital scenery, opera with circus, opera for children, and we love them. If you've never experienced opera before, follow Victorian Opera on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or visit victorianopera.com.au. You can find their podcast, The Art of Opera, on the iTunes store.